Well, hello there. Uh, I am back with the third episode, and this is the third time that I've tried to record this because I started off real hot in both of the episodes, and then the cats came in the room and took a shit, and now I'm getting smoked out of this room. So I will try to stay focused and concise, but um, there's actually a lot of information in this particular section, so I will try to keep it brief, and if anybody has any questions or um, wants me to expand on this in future episodes, please feel free to email me at andy at tanglefootbrewing.com. But let's dive into yeast, the third ingredient in the ingredient subseries of Tangle Tales. So we talked about water, we talked about malt. Now we got to talk about yeast, the the driver of all alcohol, um, the main the main ingredient and in beer. Like this is without yeast, we wouldn't have any beer or alcohol for that matter. So, what is yeast? It is a single celled organism. It's actually a fungus that consumes sugar and metabolizes it and produces two main byproducts: um, alcohol and CO two. And in, reg- in regards to fermentation, these are the two main most important um, byproducts. So when you are developing a recipe, there are a lot of different things with the other ingredients you have to consider and yeast is no different. So you want to make sure that you are using an appropriate yeast that will generate specific types of flavors in your beer at specific temperatures, depending on what type of beer you're brewing and what type of fermentation profile you have going on. Um, But as a rough overview, there are two separate types of yeast strains. There are ales, ale yeast strains, and there are lager yeast strains. Ale yeast strains, generally speaking, ferment at warmer temperatures, and they ferment beer quicker uh, at a faster pace. And because of that, they generally are more ester producing. They produce more flavor impact, um, the final flavor of the beer more so than lager strains, which are fermented at colder temperatures for a more prolonged period of time, and they're generally much cleaner. So that's a very, very basic overview of, of the difference between ale and lager strains, but you get the point. So when you're um, building a recipe, you have a style in mind, you know what you want the um, the yeast character to be, and you uh, pick a specific strain accordingly. So there are thousands and thousands of different types of yeast. Um, most of them are wild, and some of them are cultured and specifically cultured for brewing uh, beer. And you can buy these yeast strains from different yeast labs. Um, White Labs is a good one. Y Yeast is another one. Omega Yeast Labs. So there's different um, yeast labs across the country that will take these isolated colonies of yeast. They will propagate them or they will grow them into a pitchable amount or an amount that is appropriate for one batch size of however big your brewery is. Check the last episode or I guess now like three episodes ago on uh, the capacity. So you understand that, but you are pitching a certain amount of yeast for a certain amount of wort so that it will be a healthy, vigorous fermentation. So um, once you have your yeast strain figured out, you have your recipe dialed in, um, and you know that this is going to be a lager fermentation. So at Tanglefoot, we do all Czech style lagers. So all of our beers are fermented with Y yeast Czech pills, um, 
yeast and we we actually propagate the yeast up from like homebrew brew packs ourselves so that we you know we're brewing such a small amount that we don't need to order a you know five barrel pitch of yeast but uh we use y yeast 2278 check pills i know i was uncertain about that last time i just was for some reason my brain was on the fritz but anyways um we get the yeast uh propagated and in-house and ready to go and on the brew day, we're generally bringing the yeast up to the temperature of fermentation, the temperature that we're going to add it to the wort. So it's not shocked um, because if you take, say you take yeast that's at 60 degrees and you pitch it into 40 degree wort or vice versa, it's going to have a huge temperature differential and it's going to be stunned or, or shocked and it's not ideal. So anyways... We're, we have our yeast, we have a recipe, we brewed, we got our wort. Now it's time to knock out and add our yeast. So when you add yeast to fermentation, or I'm sorry, when you add yeast to wort for fermentation, which is just a, a term for yeast metabolizing sugar into these two main products, alcohol and CO2. When you add yeast into the fermenter, it starts to kind of assess the environment. It's starting to see what the makeup of that wort is, the sugar density, the concentration of minerals, and and kind of vibing and seeing seeing what their environment's like. So this first stage of fermentation is called the lag phase. This is a phase where the yeast are starting to kind of like assess what's going on. They're starting to to uh, multiply the um multiplication is basically a process where yeast cells bud new cells. So these single cells will actually like pop new yeast cells out of them. I'm sure you've seen this under a slide um, microscope presentation before. It's actually really cool to see live, Um, but the yeast will start budding and producing many, many, many more hundreds of millions, depending on the the size, billions of new yeast cells, so that they're they're basically growing a colony to eat all this sugar. So the second phase in the process. So once the yeast start um, assessing the environment and they start rapidly multiplying in an exponential growth phase, uh, they start consuming the sugar and metabolizing it and then producing uh, CO2 and alcohol as the main byproducts. Fermentation continues, the more and more sugars are consumed and we're tracking this, um, the gravity or the sugar density of the solution throughout fermentation. Uh, And then once the yeast have consumed all of the sugar they're going to consume, they start to uh, slow down and uh, fermentation is completed. And in the brewing process, we then cool the beer and then the, the yeast will kind of fall out of solution. They'll, they'll, you know, settle down to the bottom due to gravity and, and cold crashing. And, and so, uh, but there's still some contact of yeast cells and the wort. And so the yeast cells produce a bunch of flavors during fermentation that aren't necessarily ideal for the final product. And so they'll start to clean up those flavors like diacetyl is the butter popcorn flavor that, I think I mentioned in the brewing overview where it produces this precursor and then uh, the yeast will metabolize that and break it down. And, and that way it's not in the final product. So this period is called maturation. Uh, the beer is maturing. And then uh, finally, when we cold crash it further, uh, most of the yeast, almost all the yeast start to fall out of solution. It starts to clarify the beer. 
Um, we're loggering in this phase as well. This is just a prolonged loggering means to store, and that's just like a prolonged um, maturation phase. Uh, and then finally, we're you know kegging or, or clarifying or whatever the next step in the process is for the appropriate beer style. But all of that yeast will be on the bottom of the fermentation vessel, and uh, we then collect that yeast or however much of that yeast colony to pitch into subsequent beers that we need. And this is how we we harvest and repitch yeast colonies so that we're not buying new fresh pitches every single time we brew. And so we get to, yeah, extend the the life of that yeast colony and and kind of spread that cost of, of the yeast pitch amongst several beers. So yeast is super um, important. It's, it's why we have beer. Uh, it produces all, a lot of the flavor of what you th- consider beer, sulfur, um, is a very common beer flavor, quote unquote beer flavor. So you get this kind of eggy, not necessarily off-putting, but this kind of like young eggy flavor um, that is sulfur in beer. And generally you'll find that in lagers more than you will in ales. Um, and so there's a lot of flavor con- um, contributors that yeast produce that give us all these unique, awesome flavors like banana and clove and hefeweizens and bubblegum and Belgian ales and all kinds of uh, yeast characters. So super interesting stuff. Uh, fermentation is a very, very complex metabolic process and and it takes a very long time to just kind of get a grasp on what's happening. But um, that's a pretty basic overview of yeast and how it applies to brewing. Um, oh, also all of the CO2 that's produced by the yeast, you can capture that within the beer and you can naturally carbonate or um, you can you can set off a secondary fermentation after let's say we ferment and lager and and the beer is nice and cleaned up and ready to to drink we can then add more yeast and more sugar and a secondary a small secondary fermentation will take off produce a CO2 and carbonate the beer so definitely a lot of stuff going on in fermentation and it's super important to keep the yeast nice and healthy and happy and and ready to to ferment some more beer. So thanks for uh, listening to that third part yeast um, overview. And I hope you glean something from that.